This is TNNX, the bonus side hustle of the naughtiest naughty. Uh, Scott, how are you feeling? It's, it's mid-Monday, new week. We are still reflecting on Friday's choices. You stayed with Kylie Minogue. You still feeling that? You still Have you had any upset stomachs over it? Absolutely not. If anything, I've loved it more. And in that space of time, I have watched a few more music videos in my eyes and can't get it out of my head. Mm-hmm. And I forgot how much I loved... Um, What's the one? She walks around uh, crossroads in France, and it's really, really smart music video. Which at the time was just gripping. Is that um, Love at First Sight? No, but Love at First Sight's also a jam too. That's a great video. Oh my as god, well. this is just a Kylie thing. What is, this was like? This was definitely Kylie's era, wasn't it? Like this yeah. was really, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no regrets. They don't work. Okay, then that's fine. So we have got some bonus tracks to cover this week. We are going to do Santana the second big single of of this decade for them and also Atomic Kitten with uh, another single from them we'll do those very soon and we're also going to chat about because I'm not sure if you feel this as well but I certainly get the vibe that there's a certain garage revival coming through Mm -hmm. which really it it means a lot to us because we've covered so much of it on this show already and it would be nice wouldn't it if we could go into the summer of 2020 and have like lots of nice summery garage bangers just to make us feel a bit better about the current situation. Yeah, uh-huh. it's weird because I think, you know, what we're seeing is, you know, you, you wouldn't have garage and grime necessarily sit side by side because it would be a lot of the same crews yeah. kind of crossing over. But what we're finding now is actual pop artists are spotting the fact that grime artists don't sing on tracks, really. There's only there's a very select handful and there's scope for the same bass lines with singing on them. So the, mm. the people that you least expected to do garage tracks are now doing a garage revival in theory um but normally you wouldn't put garage and grime in the same pot side by side but all of a sudden there's been this separate market created for it yeah i've got my uh, my bingo card out of artists <laughs> who i love and have adored for many years they're just doing garage 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 garage, garage. who do i think mm-hmm. i am garage, garage. Uh, who, who are doing garage tracks imagine being a ukg artist and being like oh i'm a uk garage artist like get out <laughs> That's- you're That's what they should call it. I think we should. We <laughs> have to differentiate. Garage was the early two thousands. Garage is a twenty twenty <laughs> revival. You know, it's all it's all rich people. You know, garage yeah. does not come from money. Whereas all no. these rich people are now doing garage. Maybe it's garage. So let's get into our first track of our bonus slot. And as as I said in the podcast, it's kind of unthinkable to imagine that Destiny's Child wouldn't make the main episode. But it's just how things have happened. It's just it's mm-hmm. just the way things have gone. It's just I try and make the episodes have as much things are like sort of fresh you know we, we, I feel like we covered Destiny's Child in quite a lot of detail when we did Say My Name and that you know we you know I mean neither of us picked it as a contender and I thought yeah. you know let let them let them feel what a different kind of environment's like let them not feel the glare of success all the bloody time they can come and hop on at the Monday episode for a bit instead um, this is Jumpin' Jumpin' the club is full of Another intro juice that we've got this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big, big. As soon as that baseline goes in, that is just baseline goals immediately, you know, and I love that this is what people were doing with Destiny's Child, you know, with Say My Name. I love the variation and tempo through it. 
you know the whole mm-hmm. DFS jump on the sofa thing but um, <laughs> this one was interesting because we have discussed in detail the history of Destiny's Child being like a massive girl group being fizzled down then people being told in the video to say my name that they're not in the group anymore then two new people coming in then one of them going to leave in the future but yeah so we have no Latoya or Latavia in this one um, only Beyonce sings in it yeah and this is, is the weird. last track where new member Farah sticks around so at this point we've got Farah and Michelle Williams the two newbies and this is the last we're going to see of Farah pretty much so she got like a video and a half she got yeah <laughs> say my name and she got a proper jumping jumping from destiny's child yeah this is beyonce just beyonce but the fact it's got destiny's child in the video makes it a destiny's child thing but this is maybe an early indication of just how beyonce was going to go and do her thing and nothing was going to stop her because she also co-wrote it and also co-produced it as well so she's kind of stepping behind the glass to make these tracks as well which is interesting who'd have thought that destiny's child and steps would be so controversial in this episode (laughs) this week but uh, this is the final single from the album which i think is a great final single from the album but i do urge you to like watch the video for this if you haven't seen it go out of your way to watch it because every beat is meticulously thought out and captured with the jumping effect of the camera and this is what i remember and i think that's actually why when i was younger i kind of forgot simon simon name and i find it later because jump and jumpman actually stole a lot of attention because mm. of the yeah. the video to it as well but yeah a really great video i just loved watching it just completely captured by it when it was out at the time it's to me not a standout as say my name like it's kind of a more generic blending sort of track it's i, I like it it's fine but um it's a it's a big club song it's a kind of a let's go to the club and Leave the fellas at home, leave the girls at home. I don't know what's going to happen there. It reminds me of some of the stuff that Beyonce does at the start of her solo career. I'm thinking of uh, Baby Boy with Sean Paul. It reminded me of that, and certainly this felt like a precursor to what comes mm-hmm. when she goes solo. Is the message weird on it, right? Because there's a commentary about people in relationships going on nights out, leaving their partners at home, and pretty much dancing off with people in club, maybe more. And that's both. That's both. That's both men going out one weekend, then girls going out the next weekend. Is is that? Is that what you're mm-hmm. taking as the message from that? Because I find it a little bit odd like to go to my wife. Oh, I'm going to go out tonight. It's my turn. And I'm going to go <laughs> and I'm going to grind on a bunch of women. And, you know, I do that anyway. She knows that I go out and I grind on grannies because they love it on a night out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, that, yeah. like, seriously, I wouldn't go out and I wouldn't, you know, go and grind on a Kardashian lookalike or some girl that's contoured her face who's single, <laughs> who's looking to hook up. I wouldn't do that. Obviously, I go for Betty from Roker, who's like, you know, 79 years old and hasn't been out yeah, in seven yeah, years. Yeah. But uh, is that the message that you're taking from that? It's very progressive and very modern. You know, all the all the cool kids these days are practicing polyamory. You know, no, nobody's committing, nobody's settling down. Everyone's just sort of, did, you know, shag, shagging dish. Okay, that's an interesting... Yeah, yeah that's maybe... Maybe that's what it is. It's future thinking. Whereas I didn't, I didn't know if it was a bit disrespectful. Maybe, maybe they were way ahead of the time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe they were just way ahead of the time. Equally, it's also kind of beat on faithful. Yeah. But it's not, you can't. Yeah. It's any, anything to gloss over anything that you've done badly. You know, any any reason to justify your bad actions. Just like. Oh, but Destiny's Child said it's okay. Maybe I'm not looking deep enough at it because you know, if you think about like Latin music and things like that, you know, men pair up with women yeah. and they're not the women they're in relations before and it can actually be quite sensual and it can be quite slick maybe that's the type of jump on that they're talking about whereas I think maybe when you think Destiny's Child and I think you know the year 2000 I think about going out in the session actively going in the pool yeah. because that's what my life was then really but 
maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking a bit too blasé about it. Maybe it's a bit more of a save the last dance, a bit more credible. You know, yeah, a little bit of a, a dance mind. battle. Always go straight yeah. to shagging. Ugh. Dirty you can't dirty. dance with a Sorry. girl anymore. God. Anyway, no, no. I'm, I'm not convinced. To be honest, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, we've got a track from Santana, which you may be familiar with if you like a certain track by DJ Khaled and Rihanna, which I do, but we'll get into that very soon. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to spoil it now. We've got an annoying track from Atomic Kitten, Fight Me. Kerry Katona would take you out. Oh, I have no doubt of that at all. I'm not, I, 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 actually, I'm going re- to re- retract my statement. We've got a banger from Atomic Kitten coming up. Please don't come for me. <laughs> She'd bang you. <clears throat> I don't doubt that at all. Uh, let's get into... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on edge now. I'm scared. Uh, I'm going to make things even more scary with my horrible jingle for the naughtiest now. The naughtiest now. The naughtiest now. The naughtiest now. Wait. What? What's scarier, that jingle or the thought of Kerry Katona coming at you with a like a corkscrew or something oh that jingle because if she's coming at you with a corkscrew I'm hoping that there's a really nice bottle of like Malbec in her other hand (laughs) (laughs) clink Oh, right, let's get into it because we've already kind of teased the the idea and the notion and I'm not I keep thinking about it and rationalising I'm going maybe it's just maybe it's just these three or four tracks that I've heard recently and thought of but I, I, I totally want to put it out there and say if anybody has any more examples of this that they can help back up my argument then I'd love to hear them one because I love garage music apparently and two because I want to just get a comprehensive picture of where we're at with this mm-hmm. but my thesis that I present this week is that we are gonna get a garage revival this summer and I think it's been coming for about a year I think there's been signs but for me and my like sort of Spotify release radar, which obviously has all the tracks that, that come from artists that I love and I respect and I'm just obsessed about, I'm hearing more and more little garage flavors. And I'm just sort of thinking, is it going to leak into the, the mainstream and is it going to become a, a thing? Um, so I was reading an article yesterday, Mixmag did a top 40 UKG tracks list. This was in March last year and they called it the best genre ever. And they wondered if it was due return. So Mixmag had kind of got in there first. They they yeah. were sort of thinking this from about this time last year. Mm-hmm. And then in August 2019, The Guardian wrote an article not long after Ladbroke Grove was released by AJ Tracy. It was a big, summary, overtly garage track with Georgia Smith on vocals. And the article also highlights Flowers, which we've already spoken about on this program because mm-hmm. it was covered by the Sugar Babes as part of DJ Spoonie's Garage Classical album. I'll bring you flowers in the AJ Tracy and George Smith did a live lounge cover on Radio One. Yeah. So I think Ladbroke Grove. I mean, you've you've heard this as well. What, what do you think of Ladbroke Grove? It's a big, 
it's certainly the most overt garage track of this revival that I've come across. Yeah, this is definitely right up my street because there's vocals on it, there's singing on it, um, and what happens is it, it gives me a chance to kind of catch up. And sometimes with grime, I find that I just can't follow the story, and I have to, I'd have to listen over and over and over again. So for a grime, I'd need to buy the track or restream it as opposed to just like catch it in a natural environment. Whereas Ladbrook Grove, I could listen to it on the radio. Then, you know, Miley Cyrus could come on next and I would still have appreciated Ladbrook Grove. Yeah. And I, I think it's brilliant. I love it. I think it it's really is good. really, really big. So Kerry Evans, who did the, the the remix of Flowers that we all know, the Sunship remix that transformed it from an R&B, so it was like slow jam to this garage banger that got number two in the charts behind Craig David. Mm-hmm. He was saying that he was concerned that if Garage was to come back around again now, it wouldn't have that same kind of grime edge, uh, kind of garage edge, because it would be kind of glitzier and a bigger production just because there's so much more production put into music now as yeah. opposed to back then when it was kind of raw and edgy mm-hmm. you'd think now that maybe i mean ladbroke grove is certainly more polished than anything that we've covered so far as part of the noise naughty yeah and there is that there is that challenge but also like you know w- w- would a would a straightforward garage track that doesn't have those layers would it would it would it succeed in this decade would it succeed in this oh, generation would hmm. it would it have the kind of chart success that these tracks did and i know garage isn't necessarily about chart success because it's so underground yeah and it was just a few little sort of outliers that sort of leaked into the mainstream but i i i, I don't see it as a big problem if if garage has a bit of a higher production value i think it's just it's just where we are now in terms of music and i think for it to capture the success, it would need to sort of fill fill the fill the zeitgeist, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, I think that I think there's a track that I'm assuming you're going to talk about because you want to peel off the lead singer's skin and wear it as a coat. Um, that, <laughs> Stop that, it! So yeah, romantic. <laughs> when I've listened to that, that is an example of exactly what Kerry's just said. Yeah, you know, yeah, where yeah. it is, it is different and it is overproduced. It's totally on on par with what they do in their sound. But you miss that it is actually a garage track if you're if you're just listening to the way that they do things. Whereas you know you may you may never have noticed that had you not just gone through and done this podcast. Yeah, you might be right. Let's 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 let's, let's get to it now. Then this is from the 1975. Who well, I feel like I've either bleated about loads on this program or I've cut because I sound insane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the track that they released last year from their album that comes out next week. It's called Frail State of Mind. Go outside. And it's weird because it's almost like garage but turned sad, isn't it? It's like a melancholic, sad garage, which isn't something you really normally put together with. Garage is normally more of a... it's It's just a vibe that isn't really covered. It's just like gloomy, you know like arms in sleeves of hoodie kind of garage mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's i think it's just an interesting approach really but yeah you do have a lot of signature even though you would say that they've changed their vibe completely you know recently this year you still hear this within a few seconds and if you didn't know who it was you would still go is this the 1975 yeah and yeah. you'd wait till the end of the song to hear the presenter if it's on the radio going that was the 1975 <laughs> you know so you're you're not missing anything their ways but yeah i think it's interesting that they've they've done it and you know you know because it's a 1975 it'll have been considered yeah and yeah. it'll have been strategized and they'll not have done anything light-hearted and they've really they've really thought about what they're doing so that's a, that's an artist who's maybe not considered likely to do garage and certainly it's weird considering that came off the back of a really thrashy sort of pop punk track mm-hmm. which also came off the back of a 
instrumental piece that sampled a speech by Greta Thunberg. And then before that was like classical 1975 sound of like guitars and emo lyrics and stuff. I mean, they're a, they're a band that does whatever the fuck they want, really. And I, I, lo- I love them about that. But the garage thing really caught us all by surprise. And certainly on a first listen, I was like, what on earth is this? And it was weird because they did it in the live show. Uh, in February, and it just it didn't it didn't go it didn't go over well in the crowd. Like it, it was a weird few minutes of like nobody knew what to do with themselves. <laughs> which to me, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's an audience of let's face it, young girls and me and my mum who maybe aren't as familiar with Garage, but it just it didn't really sit right with the rest of the set, and it was just a bit of a weird moment that yeah. nobody really knew what to do with it. So maybe maybe the 1975 crowd isn't as receptive for Garage as as they might have hoped but I love it and I think it's great there's a trick to dance into Garage so when I think you know if you are a 1975 fan you've used the same dance routine you know with a 1975 you probably danced the, a really basic two step threw your hands up in the air at the same point at every concert and you spent most of your time with your mobile phone in the air yeah. whereas with Garage you know it's it's kind of like a two step thing you need to know how to move to it and yeah. there is a trick and if you picture people dancing to drum and bass then you can picture it, but mm, you have to be mm. willing. And the thing, the thing is with dancing to garage music is you have to be willing to be free. Whereas some people don't like they they like to dance, but they don't like to dance in front of other people. And them just doing the nineteen seventy five thing is them pushing their boundaries and they're uncomfortable but loving it. Whereas to enjoy UKG, you really have to just like let your let your body go and feel the beats and if you haven't got very good rhythm it'll be hard to keep up with yeah no that, that makes total sense and i can kind of picture back being there and everyone was just kind of like swaying as they normally would and it was just like <laughs> it was just a bit strange i think i was kind of getting getting more in it, more into it than other people were just because like i have danced to drum and bass mm-hmm. and i'm you know, I'm I'm actually pretty cool. I think you'll find. <laughs> uh, no, it was it was it was just weird, and it was one thing that I came away from the show being like that just didn't really work. But I think as a I think when it comes out on the album next week, and it, and it's kind of like mixed in with how they want it to be positioned within the album, it might sound a bit more 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 work work a bit more. So another artist who's doing this kind of thing is taking a bit of garage into something that's maybe less what you'd expect it's charlie xcx and uh, her latest home produced single i finally understand which is kind of tinged in more melancholic garage what did you make of this um it, you know, whenever I've gone through and I've listened to a bunch of these songs, I've listened to the 1975. I'm not, not going to give away what else we're going to listen to, but there was other ones that stood out more mm. than this one for me. And I think I still have a Charlie XCX hangover from the sample of Wannabe that I really didn't like. If you want my future, forget my past. If you of the production of it it oh, was yeah. um, we, we've discussed that there's certain I don't know there must be a certain key that hurts my head um, and the chop that they did or the chop that they all produced into that track hurt my head a little bit and I really struggle with it again and I wanted to like it obviously yeah. but it just it hurt and I, I think I do have a hangover <laughs> from that I forgot about that mm-hmm. I totally forgot about the wannabe thing when it first came out I remember listening to it like 
non-stop like i would it would end and i would put it on again and i haven't listened to it for quite a while but like it's just yeah it's daft isn't it it's a weird weird track yeah um mm-hmm. so you're you're maybe not as not as enthused i think it's 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 a home production like all all of these tracks that she's just she's putting out now are all produced from from home and she's doing an album i think it's come out mm-hmm. by now yeah it'll have come out by the time this goes out um of of like just an isolation album she's made a quarantine album in, in, in the space of like six weeks which is kind of incredible that's the bit I love about that because I think that's class isn't it just I think everyone's doing bedroom music at the moment but she's turned it around really quickly and she's made it about the time and it hasn't come across so far like when she first came out and said I'm making an album about a, a, an album called How I'm Feeling Now and it's going to be about quarantine and, and but it hasn't felt like an overtly like miserable thing it, it, it kind of has captured all facets of the experience and I, mm-hmm. I, I think I haven't heard it yet because it, it we we haven't it hasn't come out here yet. But I'm looking forward to see how it all fits together. But yeah, this this garage thing, it, it, to to me it works because it's just like a two and a half minute blast of just like boom 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 boom, um, and I love Charlie. So now again I'm blinkered. I, I think the the one thing I keep coming back to with this argument is just it's just artists that I really love and I like, and I want to know if there are other artists who are doing similar things that maybe aren't even on my radar yet. I'm intrigued. I'm I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Uh, are we. Covered this one actually a few weeks ago, but we cut it out just because of time reasons. But uh, this one from Haim, three best sisters in the world, even better than the cause. You know, I, I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying oh, it. That's just because you're a hipster. And, um, yeah, it's true. And this track is called "I Know Alone." <laughs> We said at the time it's got like a sort of Hanson vibe for you, of like <laughs> yeah. you know the, the the three of them kind of in synchronicity doing the dance routine and stuff. Yeah, and I think you know we've just played that, and you have to go and watch the music video for this because yeah. one of the things that was really odd for me was that because they're they're so tight, they're so in sync. You know, they're doing it on what looks like some sort of like tennis court in yeah. their garden or something like that. They you don't actually stare at any of them. You zoom out to see how you're captivated by how in sync they are with each other you actually zoom out and you just kind of blur your eyes you know whenever you like yeah. need to see something so you don't focus on it or you look out to the side you know th- they're so so good at it and you're like you know they've just come up with this being in the house alone and and turned this out I think it's it's so so good but the video is definitely a watcher's video but the, the, the thing is like Haim have always had that kind of choreography like they there's, there's the track they did um, Want You Back the video is like a, a long one shot mm-hmm. and the camera kind of moves positions and stuff but like they do a dance routine while walking and it's just the most incredible thing and they, they obviously know how much they're known for their dance routines so they're doing a zoom call every sunday now where you can learn uh-huh. learn the dance routines which is to me is just like oh that's oh that's, that's so, so good. good that deserves to be a tiktok in itself doesn't it even i love the fact that th- they did the um routines for spice girls with emma stone whenever they announced their tour yeah yeah and yeah. that was class yeah. you know they were so i just i love them and you know one of them went on a date with one of my mates from a radio station whenever he interviewed her um they they went out and i, I don't know what happened but um it was i think everything about it was a bit strange and i don't think she called them back but uh, <laughs> i just just absolutely love him i think they're they're the, they're the new normal they're like you know what you should strive to be personality wise if you want to be cool just to go back to the the dating story 
did, didn't you say that the, the member of Haim actually asked your friend out as well? It wasn't like your friend was like, oh, can you go out on a date? Oh, no. Like, yeah. she asked him. She asked him That's out. Wild. So they'd come over, and this was whenever they'd first come to the UK. So they came to a radio station that I worked at. They sat in on the drive time show, were interviewed, did from some performances and things. And then, yeah, they asked him out. But it's, it's so long ago now, because it must have been about 2014-ish. Could have been yeah, 2013-ish. Yeah. 13, I think. And, um... Uh, I've kind of forgotten the ins and outs of the story. Um, I do feel like maybe I need to <laughs> throw a few messages out there and be like, what actually happened here? Oh, but, please. Yeah. yeah. Haim hit the UK and get out on the date with my mates. <laughs> and it didn't go to plan, obviously. But, uh, but in, in terms mm. of garage, we've kind of gone off topic here, but um, how do you feel Haim have, have sp- sprinkled their garage into this? It's it certainly caught us all off guard. It's like, uh, it was just, it's weird, but it works for me. I, I think it's subtle. And the thing is, though, with garage, right, is, you know, it's, it is a baseline and, you know you'd turn the volume up in certain parts if you want to do an obvious garage track and none of what you've done, not what, none of what we've talked about is an obvious garage track. It's just the same as, you know, some pop tracks come out and actually they're drum and bass, but because it's a pop star and it's been produced by people in a, in a studio separately, you, you don't notice that there are these things really, but I think that they've done it really smartly. So you just notice it enough, but also you just think it's time. Yeah, all completely. Uh, we... I mean, we've covered a lot of, like, actual proper garage on our show. So, like, Artful Dodger, Craig David, DJ Looking MC Neat, True Steppers, MJ Cole, Sweet Female Attitude, mm-hmm. Oxide Neutrino, B15 Project, and there's still actually quite a few more to come. Um, and there's a few few artists that kind oh, of yeah. come back. There's the pop side of it to come. There's the mainstream yeah. pop side to come. But there are actual, like, proper garage tracks in the charts at the moment because, obviously, JK and Nathan Daw did that remix of Flowers that we covered already on this show. Uh, and you've played it on your dance music show mm-hmm. and you like it and it's 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 a pretty faithful adaptation of, of a classic. I'll bring you flowers in the pouring rain. without you is driving me insane. I'll bring you flowers, they'll make your day. Those tears you cry, I'll try them all away, away. Yeah, yeah, I think it just brings it to a new audience, which is great because people know it but don't know why they know it because it's been done so many times. You know, a 15-year-old will listen to it without even twigging that they know it because their mum or dad played it in the house or, you know, you just you don't realise why you know yeah. it, but they've done it quite well. And we haven't had any new music from Mike Skinner and The Streets for a little while, but now a new EP's coming mm-hmm. out with some uh, interesting yeah. collaborations, including this one from Kevin Parker and Tame Impala. What? The phone is ringing, the phone is ringing, can't use it till it stops. I'm only listen, the tone emits. What did you think of this? Because you, you love the streets, don't you? you? You've seen them a few times and, and, and th- th- this, this is a weird collaboration. I love how surprising this is. I really liked it. Yeah, I think that it's um, really unexpected. And it, I think it's just important sometimes to work with people where you expose different systems. And I think that, I think... Tame Impala people going, oh, it's a bit like whenever who who worked with or who who covered one of the Beatles and then people were like, oh, this guy's going to be so massive. Um, I think it's like this where Tame Impala fans are they might go, who's Mike Skinner? And then all of a sudden they're listening to a Grand Don't Come for Free and they're just mm. loving life and they're like, the story within this album is awesome. Summer is coming. We're just a few weeks away from like being actual like June July. I really hope something like Ladbroke Grove 
comes along again mm-hmm. and gives us all a big boost I think that would be a really really I think someone has to do that and they could make a lot of money and make a lot of fame for themselves if AJ Tracy could do it again and do something that's even bigger somehow that would be incredible Yeah. Mm-hmm. but if a, if a new artist wants to step forward and give us something fresh that would be amazing but all I'm saying is given we've spoken about uh, the 1975 and Charlie XCX and Haim who are all artists that I love all I'm saying is that churches haven't done anything for a while they're supposedly working on some new music and all I'm saying is that if you want to join the bingo card and get dabbed off <laughs> then you know what you have to do Lauren if you, I know you're listening to this please hit me with some garage and I will bow at your feet for eternity so there you go <laughs> Stranger things have happened. They've done a track with Eric Preds before, yeah. so you know you never know which way they're going to go. Yeah, oh, never know I, which way I, gonna I go. totally wouldn't be surprised if it happens, but I would love it very, very much. And just to quickly go back to something we covered last week, because obviously we spoke a lot about Beyonce and that remix with Megan yeah. The Stallion, and we were both saying, "Oh, it's so big! Like, there's no way it's going to not be number one next week in America because it's so much better than the Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj remix." Well, about that. Um, Doja Cat put on Twitter last week saying that if we can get my track to number one, I will show my boobs. Eh? And it got to number. It got to number one because of. So what's the? Why would you do this? It's twenty twenty. But look, I I don't want to suggest that the reason Doja Cat got number one is because she said that on Twitter because mm-hmm. the song is brilliant. I don't love the Nicki Minaj remix, but I think Doja Cat is really fantastic. And certainly, you know, if Savage with Beyonce didn't exist, I would totally be championing it for for all the success. But mm-hmm. I do prefer Savage so much more, and I don't want to suggest that she's only famous and big because of a sort of sexual reason mm-hmm. but if you look at the reaction that that those tweets got and you, you search Doja Cat's name and you look at the 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 overwhelming army of simps who was you know saying like you know there's those pictures of loads of phones and loads of computers all in the same room all streaming say so to get the numbers up oh god and, and then of course when it got to number one and somebody asked her on an Instagram stream, like, so when are you going to show your boobs? She goes, ah, you've been played. Got ya. She's like, ah, got you. <laughs> it's like, as if, like, as if, as oh. if. So where did Megan the Stallion get to then? Uh, not number one. I think she might have been number two. I'll have to double check, but I, I, she wasn't number one. Oh. And it's, it's, it's kind of devastating because I do love that Megan the Stallion track a lot more. Yeah. And I don't, I don't love Nicki Minaj on Doja Cat, but... Yeah, that happened this week. Um, See, in this world, I just want to say, be a Billie Eilish. You know, wear a yeah, big jumper. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, exactly. Yeah, she's she, she's year old Scott would shout at their thirty-six-year-old Scott now, obviously, because you know, you know, you're a hormonal boy, and you know, I've still got hormones now, generally. But and don't get me wrong, I probably would sneakily be like wanting to look at Doja Cat's boobs. But um, I, I searched I it. I, I wouldn't searched promote it. it. I don't think. I don't think. Did you? I don't think it's an. <laughs> well, I don't look, think it's a, on, an approach. It, it was, really, it was more out of a curiosity just to see. Like, did she actually do it? Did and, she do it? it? No, yeah. of course she didn't do it. But um, Aye, but there's marketing. People are playing characters. Yeah, you know, yeah. You just you don't know. But it's kind of sad because it exposes just where we are as a society. Like the the overwhelming vibe on Monday when it got announced that she was number one and she wasn't going to get a tits out was like oh cancel Doja Cat she lied to us we wanted to see boobs it's just like oh my god it's like <laughs> I know. You, like there's so much free porn online there's so much that you can like just just ugh. it's not enough these days is it it's not I, enough I, I think it's funny that she played everyone like as if anybody actually thought she was gonna yeah but mm-hmm. morons anyway but yeah I did search and I was disappointed but that's the, besides the point
So we covered Santana a few weeks ago because of that smash hit Smooth. It was so enormous. Everyone went wild for it. It's that guitar. It's that vocal from Rob Thomas. But now he's back. War Carlos with his guitar and his expert fingering. Uh, he's, called, he's called Maria Maria. So this isn't necessarily an intro just for me, but I do think as soon as that bass line kicks in, it's very, very sexy as a bass The whole thing is just juice. (laughs) Like... (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, yeah. Uh It's kind of just built around the fact that the hook is just pure, pure juice. And this is fresh off the success of Smooth, which Mm -hmm. I, if you remember, I wasn't that mad about. I I like the guitar, but Rob Thomas rubbed me up the wrong way. Just wasn't, wasn't much of a fan. And maybe I'm kind of blinded by the fact that I like the track of the last few years that sampled this of course DJ Khaled took this for his yeah. track with Rihanna Wild Thoughts which sounds like this I really like that. I really like that. See, I like that less. It's all you can tell. You can see the age difference here because I like the Santana one better. And whenever that one came out, and I like, you know what? Like I've said a time and time again, I like samples and I like when people bring stuff back. But that isn't interesting enough for me to to love it. Eh. But I think Rih- Rihanna's just there's just something about Rihanna on that track that's just like, ooh. yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. I don't know, it might, it, it might just be me. I'll, yeah, I like this better than Smooth, just because I think the vocals are better, and they've got a, a better performer. It's kind of more straightforward in that regard, like, you know, Rob Thomas is a weird, weird kind of voice, whereas this is kind of more what you imagine for a, a Latin-y kind of guitar song like this, but uh, the guitar hook in this gives me life. Oh, wow. It just, it just makes me feel things. It's an instrumental hook Aye. before they were, like, a big thing. You know, mm-hmm. think about these days, it's so rare that you find a vocal chorus. Yeah. But, you know, Santana back in the day was just letting it go. And that's what you remember from the track. Yeah. And he would maybe was ahead of his time. You know, the dance music boom mm-hmm. that we've had in the last few years. Maybe it was all Santana. Maybe it's I still think ATB. Also, but that's the same. Mm. That's the same kind of a thing, really. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the, the guitar hook, like you say, is epic. Lyrically, I didn't realize it was so deep. But in all fairness, I have no idea what Santana sings whenever it's his parts. You know, I have no idea what he says. Mm. Um, he could be saying anything. He could be Eminem and it right up. And we're all just like, yes, and Tana's great. This guy like, is legendary. But I just remember it being hugely popular at the time. And you know that it was good because I have air guitar to this on Nights Out. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, this was a Grammy winner as well. It was it a was. best pop performance by a duo or group with vocals in the year 2000. And it was co-produced by two members of the Fugees, Wyclef Jean and Jerry Duplessis. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a banger. It's really good. Nothing more to say than it's a banger. The last yeah. UK top 10 from Santana, unfortunately. Mm. But yeah, guitar, guitar, guitar. He's a guitar hero. Hey, I'd love to play this on actual guitar here. I wonder if it's on it. You'd think, surely. Just a bit of... 
Anyway. So we covered Atomic Kitten just a few weeks ago, wasn't it? With the it was yes. Which, which, which one was it again? I've totally forgotten. Was it Sia? Yeah, it was Sia first, and uh, now they're back with another one. This one's called "I Want Your Love." This is the third single from right now, and it's it's excessively camp for Atomic Kitten, isn't it? Yeah. If by camp you mean annoying. <laughs> oh, you're in the annoying camp. Yeah. This this puts girl thing to shame. It does. Yeah, it does. You know, I still think that this this is way better than what girl thing did, even though girl thing charted higher because this one only got to number ten. But do you not think that this is it's maybe not for it's maybe not for adults. But, you know, if you're a kid at your little primary school discos where you get to slide across the floor on your knees. Yeah. This song's perfect for that. It's just perfect for a kid disco. Really, really good. Yeah. To be fair, I like the use of the sample because it takes the soundtrack to The Big Country, a film from 1958. reminds me of my dad watching old films in the kitchen it's a great little bit of music isn't it it's just a great like exciting kind of like uh-huh. ooh, yeah it's a weird it's a weird inclusion here but it does work and it also kind of invokes push it by salt and pepper as well just in the push it yeah. don't push it which uh-huh it originally had a klf sample in it as well but that had to be taken out i'm not sure why uh-huh. but uh, story-wise, there was a KLF part in there that's been shifted. Interesting. Um, as if it wasn't already annoying enough, you know, with its push it, don't push it, and big overbearing sample, and three very overbearing voices going at each other. It also has a breakdown, which just makes it even more <laughs> annoying. Don't push it, don't push it, don't push it, don't and to me, it only stands out because of the sample, oh. and the rest of it's just like, oh, stop! Oh, I love it. Just that fries Liz, my head. I love that Liz has actually done some songwriting on this one. Yeah, and that makes that makes me really. I don't love it, but it makes me like like it way more. I, I do think it maybe was a number ten track. Yeah, you know, really maybe a nine, but you know, I don't hate it because I can see it at a kids' disco really. But you know, I'm really glad that. They were releasing, st- you know, it's the third, it's the third track from an album. I- I'm, I'm still glad that they changed their sound a little bit and they did mature a bit. But yeah, I don't think it's an absolute disaster. But I can see why it can annoy you. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is that the the tracks we've done so far have been very busy and hyperactive. You know, the the two we've covered also right now as well. Their biggest successes come when they slow down, when they slow right down, because the next two singles, you know, Hole Again and. Eternal Flame. Oh, yes, the Bangles. Yeah, they're both big number ones, and these have all been kind of like, you know, bottom end of the top ten. Top top ten, don't get me wrong, but bottom end. And they 
possibly earn more credibility to a wider audience when they go for that slower route. And I probably like those tracks better than these. And it's funny because they're not my speed, but these ones I find so chemically annoying. <laughs> Interesting. That's a shame. But but I do like I do like it more than see ya. Yeah, I, I honestly I'm just picturing myself at Limavady Central Primary School's discos. I would be sliding, I'd be sliding across my sliding across the polished floor of my knees to it, and then whenever it finishes, I'd be going to the tuck shop for some chewets and a tip top. It's a bit weird though because you were 16 when this came out. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretending it lived in a different time. Yeah, Let's yeah, pretend yeah, it lived yeah, in a different yeah, time. Yeah, this was yeah, never sure. played at a Limavady High School disco. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> This wouldn't have fit in the erection section. <laughs> Absolutely not. There was another level from the heart. You know, that was all uh, that was all in that moment. Bonus tracks there from this week's Naughtiest Naughty. You do not want to know what was happening while that was uh, while those were being played. You just don't <laughs> want to know what happened. You don't want to know. Uh, shall we reveal what is coming up on next week's Naughty is Naughty then? Because I feel like it's quite a big track list oh, with some big, big it artists. Is, it is a very, very, very big week and a di- just a different week again. Yeah. So we've got three number ones from Ronan Keaton with Life is a Roller Coaster, Craig David, Seven Days, and Five and Queen. We will rock you, which is going to be interesting because uh, we've already covered five on this show and it was a strange one, wasn't it? We both kind of said at the time, you know, we will rock you's coming and that's something to look forward to a bit more than this. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I still don't know how I feel about this one, but we'll, 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 we'll get into it next week. Yeah, we will do. We've still got a couple of number twos as well. <laughs> Scott said number two. <laughs> but Samantha Mumba, Gotta Tell You, and Bomb Funk MCs with Freestyler. We'll get into it next week, but I've got a story involving Samantha Mumba. I've got a bit of history with her. Do you? Oh, I'm intrigued by this one. I do, actually. Yeah. I wonder if she's just going to get my votes and maybe we're going to realise that I am very pro-Republic of Ireland when it comes to this podcast, actually. Maybe I am biased. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah. We have got the return of Oasis Whoa. and Sunday Morning Call, as well as Artful Dodger Woo. and Woman Trouble. Love that one. That reminds me of Bridget Jones. <laughs> uh, we've got Venga Boys, which we've referenced this before as being the, is it the final Venga Boys yeah, track yeah, we're yeah. ever going to do? Uncle John from Jamaica. It's Yeah, it's the final one, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and yeah. the last time you called Alice DJ a little bit whiny and we discussed <laughs> that actually that's the thing. Um, we've got another one called Will I Ever. Uh, we've also got one that I have no idea what it is. Uh, Lonyo, Summer of Love. What is that? It is another legendary garage anthem to put into your garage pot. Is it really? Oh, that's it is, exciting. It is, it okay. Is. Huge still in the UKG circles. Ah, uh, see, I'm, st- I'm still learning. Before anybody comes for us, I'm still learning, okay? I'm still getting used to this. <laughs> and uh, uh, we've got a track from Savage Garden that I've not heard of before. I've heard of Savage Garden, but not this track, Affirmation. A Savage Garden these days. You know, Savage Garden. Uh, thank you, Scott, as always. Well, we look you, forward to getting to those. Uh, make sure you join us on Friday for that uh, keep across the socials across the week because we of course uh, have lots of interesting things that we ask for your voice notes and emails and stuff we'd love to hear from you what have you thought of the songs we've covered yeah. have you got a winner have you got any stories have you got any memories have you got any feelings and as I said before we've got any death threats somebody um, somebody got in touch who we read their email out a little while ago and kind of apologised in case they got in case we you know, were offended by what they'd said. And I was like, look, no, 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 no. All opinions are valid. Absolutely. Don't feel bad because you've got in touch with us. Like we, we're, we're, we're both adults. Mm-hmm. We're both very grown up and professional. We, uh, nothing you say can hurt us. Just because I smear on the bathroom mirror and lipstick and cry. <laughs> I've shaved my head. You know, I'm untouchable these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Are you keeping it in? No, you can't keep it in. <laughs>